You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. And I said, well, that is a hyper-caffeinated, hyper-caffeinated drink. So you took him to the Panera right over here? I took him to the Panera right over here, and I could not help but notice, now I can't find the photo, uh, that they have moved the hyper-caffeinated charged lemonade from its original position over by the self-service area. They took Dana's advice. It is now all three flavors behind the counter. You have to ask for the charged lemonade, and there is also a sign in this, like, plastic, you know, placard-looking thing right there at checkout that says, Attention, customers. The charged lemonade you should not be consumed if you are a minor, if you are pregnant, or if you are sensitive to caffeine. Or prone to lawsuits. Please, uh, no. Scott, someone died drinking that. A young girl literally lost her life drinking that. And so I'm just here to report, because I just went to Panera. It has been moved from self-service to behind the counter. And there is a sign warning you that if you are pregnant, underage, or caffeine-sensitive, you should not drink this beverage. Exactly what I said they should do right after that or happened. incapable of reading because... Oh, my gosh. It looks like lemonade. She had the drink four months prior. It looks exactly like lemonade. And, in fact, over on the self-service area, it, it's the same containers that contains iced tea. It contains uh, iced coffee and regular lemonade are all over there by the sodas now. Are, are you thinking that I'm going to have any sympathy for this woman? For a 19-year-old who lost her life drinking a beverage, I would hope so. Okay. I'm sorry that she lost her life. No, I want you to hear me out. and this I want was a you- child. I, tread carefully. I will. She's 19 years old, and for her and for her family, I feel horrible. Having said that, she drank that same beverage four months prior. Okay. And also didn't know it had 9,000 milligrams or caffeine or whatever it has in it. And so why did it kill her on the second drink? Because maybe she had a big one the second time and had a little one the first time. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm not trying to be a jerk. Uh, Sarah Katz, 21 years old, had a heart condition and was not aware of the drink's caffeinated content. And I will remind you, it does say on there, well, now you can't see it because it's behind the counter, like facing you, but back behind the counter. Like, Like you have to ask for it. You have to ask for it. Okay. Um, it did say the milligram content, but that wouldn't mean a hill of beans to me. I don't know how much milligram caffeine. I, I have no idea what milligrams of caffeine means. So I'm drinking right now Diet Pepsi in a, I, in a pretty I, large cup. I believe that the the drink that they serve at Panera has 395 milligrams of caffeine. Would mean nothing to me. Right. Would mean nothing to me. Uh, the amount that a that a human should have maximum amount on any given day, I think is Was, four, Is that amount, basically? Is, right. For the four, whole it, day. Correct. It's like 400 milligrams, and this drink has 395. But you do agree no one that's just looking at that number, unless you're a doctor no. of caloric medicine or something weird where you understand what that means, no one would know what that means. Now, if they had said your typical can of Diet Coke has 7 milligrams, and this has... 300 milligrams, then I'm with you, Scott. I would be like, oh, my God, that is a lot. 
But just putting the number out there, I don't know what that means. It, it, it wouldn't mean anything to you. It wouldn't mean anything to me. If somebody said to me, hey, Scott, you're going through the drive-thru at um, Burger King. Right. Okay. And the Coca-Cola that you've just ordered has 200 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. I'm looking right now. How many? How much caffeine in a can of Diet Coke? Here we go. 46 milligrams in one can of Diet Coke. So, And pa- I think that this drink that they serve at Panera has at almost 400. Correct. 395. So I am trying to agree with you. If they had put on the lemonade that a Diet Coke can has 46 and this has 396, which most is almost people, 10 times yes, the amount, including parents would be like, whoa, what can you imagine? You're like five year old going up and drinking this and <laughs> not going to bed till next Tuesday. You know, then you're giving me something that I can work with. I hear you. 913-586-7798. We have Festivus Friday coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news. No one ever listens to me. And you know what? I think Panera listens to this program, and they heard, and they said, that Dana Wright has a good idea. We're going to put it behind the counter, and we're going to explain to people what this is. And then if you want to drink it, that's on you. But if you don't, now you know. You think you, you think that's what bought yes, them? Yes, I am proud. You, you don't think it was a massive to have $100 million dollar loss? that public service to people. Okay, and that's fine. You think it, that's what made them put the drink behind the counter? Well, they are based in Missouri. That is correct. Uh, did Jack order the drink? Uh, it was baby number four. and he Did, did Willem he order the drink? did not because he said to me, this is how I knew it was behind the counter. He said to me, what's that drink I'm not supposed to get here because Ma says it'll kill me? <laughs> and I look around. If I don't screw my kids up, my mom is going to put the last nail in the coffin. And I go, buddy, that is the charged lemonade. And do you notice it's behind the counter? And I said, do you know why it's behind the counter? And he goes, yeah, some girl died. And I go, see, that's why we need to understand what we're putting in our body. 913-586-7798-586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. Now our weekends are both represented. That makes me happy. <laughs> Got a little rat tomorrow night. I cannot believe you're going to a casino to watch a rat. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Nothing. It's just very 80s. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, John on line one. John, hello. What's up, man? Hey, uh, you're talking about caffeine? We yes. Are. Yes. Yeah. The average cup of coffee, black coffee, is 200 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, you can buy at various different retail outlets around the country caffeine supplements that are 200 milligrams each, and they're about the size of a Tylenol. Uh, it says you're not supposed to take more than six of them in 24 hours. I know truck, <laughs> you, you think? I know truck drivers... Well, I know truck drivers that eat them like candy. Ooh, okay. So, but you know, you know I, but John, John, wait. You you know when you are ingesting that pill, what you are ingesting. The problem with this drink, it's it's marketed as lemonade, and it looks like lemonade. Lemonade, and, really? And there I didn't know that. are many people that put that cup up there when it was self serve back before this week. And didn't know they were getting just a supercharged, crazy amount of caffeine if you didn't really, really look at the fine print, 
which most people, as they're walking over to Panera with a cup, they look, they're like, oh, here's some lemonade, okay. Most people just don't look. Right. Well, I've, I've heard, like, Pepsi and Mountain Dew and whatnot. It, Mountain Dew is the sugar that, that hits you, not the caffeine. But those are, like, I think there's somewhere around 20 milligrams of, of caffeine. It's not it's not really very much. It's, it's the sugar in the soda that that cranks everybody up. Okay. John, do appreciate the call. Thank you for it, my friend. Uh, Jana in Kansas City. Jana, good afternoon. Hi. Hey. Hi. So you guys are saying that you wouldn't, that that caffeine content wouldn't mean anything to you, but neither of you have a heart condition. If you had a heart condition, you would have gotten education and you would have known what that meant. I mean, if you have diabetes, you're given education on what different foods and drinks will do to your diabetes and how to manage that. Dana, it, if you've done any dieting before what you're doing now and you are counting calories, sure. you've been tracking carbs and fiber, you you knew to look for that stuff. She you would have known, know. yeah, Jana, she would have known what that milligrams had meant if she had seen it. The, the allegation is it, it's just sitting there with the other drinks and she just poured it into the cup and didn't see it. So would she have known what the milligrams meant more than like the layperson? Yes. But to know that, I think you would have had to have seen it. And and if you go and look at the label on these things, just Google it. You'll see it out there. It's in fine print. It's on there. But this thing is marketed and looks like lemonade. But it also says charged. Yeah, but I, I mean, what so, 19-year-old doesn't know what that you know, means? Yes. Jana, thank you for saying that. Scott thought it meant alcoholic, Jana. I, I thought when we talked about this story last week, I thought when, when it said charged lemonade, I thought that meant it was alcoholic. Yeah. If you drink four cups of coffee or four cans of soda in that short amount of time, don't you notice how you feel? I definitely I mean, I don't would. I energy drinks, but I know people that do. And, I mean, you know, it's not even just how they feel. I know by looking at them mm-hmm. that they're all, like, jittery and wound up. Yeah. It makes me agitated. Like, the one time I've ever done a 24-hour energy, and it was on my wedding day, it made me incredibly agitated. Great question from the text line. Why would Panera even sell this? I do not know. Okay, so this drink, this charged lemonade, whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? Charged lemonade? Yeah. Okay. Um, This cannot be boosting up their bottom line profit. People don't go to Panera for the charged lemonade. I know. I know. You go to Panera because you want the... Soup and salad. Right. I, Scott, I was surprised to still see it there, if that's what you're asking. I really thought they the would just remove half. it. They would just remove it. Yeah. Why I, I, even I mess the, with it? I want the broccoli cheddar soup, yep. and I want a half a sandwich of ham and cheese. Yep. Nobody, nobody literally says, hey, are you heading to Panera? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, can you grab me a charged lemonade? Nobody ever, those words have never come out so of So why keep mind. it on the menu? From the text line. So answer that. It, especially since the death, it makes absolutely it's, no sense to me that th- they would. Th- this is going to lead to a lawsuit, right? Which it already has. Yes. Uh, the insurance company for Panera Bread is going to write a check for probably one hundred fifty million dollars. Yep. Give or take. Yep. I don't know if we're going to have time. 
but they're going to write a check for about $150 million. There is no way that Panera Bread makes $150 million off charged lemonade. Well, certainly not now that it's behind the counter. So why not just take it off the I, menu? Scott, I'd love to know the answer to that. 913-586-7798. Kurt in Lenexa, we will see you at Funky Town. Kurt, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, 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 yes, you will. And I will greet you with a standard greeting, as always. Yes, please. So, um, My thing is this. Um, I don't know uh, who Panera's uh, R&D team is, but they have made a grave mistake. And I'm with you. I do hope they take it off the market because it would be something that I personally would not want to drink. I drink normal lemonade. Now, uh, people, and also another thing, ingredients, early ingredients, no thunder stealing allowed, whoever did that. Um, my thing is this, when Jolt came out, when Surge came out, when uh, Mountain, you know, Mountain Dew also, and most people do not realize, I read these labels, Mountain Dew has, has more caffeine than Coke and Pepsi combined. It also has brominated vegetable oil and orange juice in it. So a lot of sugar. Yeah, very, a, very, a, a very hefty amount of sugar. So that's why I looked at that label, and I'm like, I am not touching Mountain Dew. There's like six flavors of Mountain Dew at the fountains. Casey's got them. Uh, I, I avoid them all completely. And I'm diabetic. I take Diet Dr. Pepper and, and Diet Pepsi, and I'm fine. But Mountain Dew, you give that to me, I will throw that in the trash. I'm okay. sorry, bud. Kurt, you be well. Thank you, sir. Okay. We'll see you at Funky Town. <laughs> Matt in Olathe. Matt, good afternoon. Hi. Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Hi. How you doing? Hi. You guys? Good. Um, Thank you. We uh, so actually, I went to Panera recently. I don't really frequent that place that often, but I had like a business meeting, and I was just getting some coffee. So I got the coffee, and I asked for uh, uh, water as well. And I went, over, and I'm on those. I actually, <laughs> so I go over there to the where all the lemonade and tea is, and I, I decided to try the. There was like an orange one. In the water cup, of course, I'm that guy. I didn't mean to, like... Oh, you asked for... Wait, you asked for the water cup and got the orange-charged lemonade. All right. I just realized I I confessed. My name's not Matt. So I I fill it up, and then I also had a cup of coffee, and I sit down, and I'm talking to this person I've never met before, and I was, like, juiced. And I went back, and I got some water this time, and then I saw the label. It was really hidden. Um, and I love an energy drink. If I'd have known that was there, it was delicious. I um, I prob- and it didn't have a lot of calories. I probably would have chosen that over the coffee anyway. I'm not a big coffee fan. But man, I was on fire all day. Like I was probably pretty productive. But it was not easy to notice that 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 stuff has as much caffeine in it that it does. But it I, does. I, I, I mean, yes, people are stupid. People don't read. I'm I'm in marketing. Like you, people don't read things, you know. And they certainly don't read fine print. I think it's it's probably. It's a testament to the world we live in. But, well, but Matt, sure wait, Matt, when I go to Quick Trip to get coffee, do you know the only thing I read when I'm filling up that cup? Is this decaf? Because I don't want to make that mistake. Or is this real coffee? Right. I'm not looking to get exactly. in the weeds of where it was brewed and, and what it's going to do to me. And maybe that's on me. But I just, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. Um, I, I think I'm glad that they've changed the way they're presenting this product. But I, my heart is just broken for that girl and her family. Same. I, yeah, that sucks. All right. All right. Thanks, Matt. guys. Love you, dude. All right, Matt. Be well. All right. When we get back, you know I am obsessed with group 
think and herd decision-making, Scott. Mm -hmm. When something goes down, what's the first thing in an emergency situation our listeners do? Do you look for a leader to say, come on, we got to get out of here? Are you the leader that says, uh, there ain't nobody else directing us what to do here, so I'm taking the reins and I'm getting out of here? Have you seen the video of the small ship going down in the Bahamas packed with Americans on vacation? No. Okay. I'm going to describe it. We might play a little bit of it when we get back. Okay. Uh, sadly, one woman lost her life. Woman was from Colorado. Sorry to hear that. When you hear and then I show you, Scott, what people were doing as a ship was sinking I want to remind you to think, if I was in danger, what would I do? Because it sure as hell ain't what these people were doing, which was squat! 913-586-7798. We will do Festus Friday. Coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news. Uh, breaking news from CNN. Rosalind Carter has entered hospice care. Uh, this is uh, just breaking from CNN. Rosalind Carter, the former first lady, has entered hospice care. He is Quentin. She is Dana. My name is Scott here on KMBZ. So Dana has stumbled upon a story out of Bermuda. Those of you not aware, just to the east of the United States. Where there was a, a, is it a ferry? It's a double-decker ferry. Okay. Uh, you know, like probably 100 people on board, Scott. And you know I love these hypotheticals when we talk about them on the air. Sadly, this actually happened. That in an emergency, you have to talk to your family about this. Who is in charge of your safety during an emergency? And the answer is you. You are in charge of your safety because what happens on this boat when it starts taking on water and that is almost completely submerged is people are looking around for someone to take charge mm. and tell them what to do. The boat is literally going down like the Titanic wow. and you see people clinging on to the railing looking around like, what are we supposed to do? After a ferry carrying her and more than 100 other people sank while traveling to a private island. Dramatic cell phone video shows passengers leaping into the water as the catamaran tilts to its side. This happened on Tuesday. Elaine Quijano has the story. Our boat is sinking. A trip to paradise turned into a battle for survival. For more than 100 passengers aboard a double-decker ferry in the Bahamas. Most were able to swim to safety as nearby vessels moved in to rescue them. But Bahamian authorities later confirmed a woman in her 70s from Broomfield, Colorado, was pulled from the water unconscious and later pronounced dead. It's not immediately clear how she died. Two others were taken to a medical facility. Bahamian police said the ferry was traveling from Paradise Island to Blue Lagoon Island, a tourist destination northeast of the capital, Nassau. The boat started taking on water when it encountered rough waves. It was absolute chaos. Emma Hess was on the boat with her husband and their two young children. She says she donned a life jacket and swam to safety with their two-year-old wrapped around her neck. 
the waves were super choppy and splashing in the face and I'm not a strong swimmer at all. And I have asthma and, and weak lungs. So that's, that's the moment that I was scared. An investigation is underway into what caused the disaster. For CBS Mornings, I'm Elaine Quijano. Okay. Water is choppy. It is crystal, crystal clear. So for those of you who have been to the Bahamas, this is turquoise water. Turquoise it, water. It's bath water. They are, I, I have no idea how deep that water would have been. Uh, not that it matters in a crisis. You know, you, you are in charge of your safety. You can sort of see the horizon off in the distance. They are not hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, yards out into the ocean. They were going from one small island to another small island. So why during chaos do we constantly look to everyone else for direction? And, and I will bring this back up with the duck boat disaster in, that, that happened very quickly. Um, when, when that boat went down where everyone is kind of looking around like, um, is there right. a captain or somebody that's going to tell us what to do here? And then my second question is, if you are alone or with your family, does your frontal lobe kick in quicker where you're like, okay, I've got children with me. I've got to get us off this boat. Let's go back to your first question. Yeah. So in an incident like what what we just played for you yep. out of the Bahamas, don't you think it's just a natural human condition to want to look for a leader Yes. Okay. Is it not a natural condition for someone to say, I'm going to be the leader? You know, I think during chaos, there are times like, let's roll, where we're going to get up and we're going to go storm that cockpit, where somebody stands up and says, we're going to do this. But there are other times, there's 100 people on this boat, and they yeah. all see the same thing, Scott. The boat's going down. This is not, we're taking on a little water, we need to call somebody. This boat is sinking. And I don't think anyone stood up to say, this is what you do. You, in one of the articles I read, they said the crew had no idea what was going on. They were not telling us what to do, where to go. You know, I'm sure their their entire careers, they, they've done the safety check and the life jackets are right here. And there's one below you and put <laughs> put your child's life jacket on first. But they've probably never been on a boat that went down. Which is why I go back to my original point. When there is an emergent situation, there ain't nobody coming to save you. You are the one that has to make the decision to jump off of that boat and get into the water. Having said all of that, mm -hmm. the water around the Bahamas is not very deep. Everybody in this video had life jackets on. Yep. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. So why why wait, I so, guess? Yeah. You have a life jacket. What's get the, off the boat. What's the problem? Get in the water. Yet, why, no, why yet is this, nobody is doing it until why? almost the very last minute. And then once they see other people are, are jumping overboard, then you think, okay, now I'll jump overboard. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798-586. 7798. Uh, from the text line, 8793. I'm a strong swimmer. I could tread water for hours. I would have swam out. Kids complicate things, though. Yep. I would have to tow a child. Okay. Very choppy water. 
very clear water, but it, you've been snorkeling before, Scott, where they're right. like, we don't know if we should get in the water today. It's really choppy. And those waves, you're going, whoom, right. whoom. And you, he, that woman that had a two-year-old, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Even with a life jacket, it would be tough to do that. A couple of stories here just to bring to your attention. Um, today is a very bizarre yet notable anniversary. Mm-hmm. It was four years ago today. Four years ago today, Dana Wright. Mm-hmm. Would you care to guess? Like 20, what is that, 2019? 2019. Uh, so it would have been November 17th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I got nothing. All right, let's bring Dan in here. Daniel, November 17th, 2019. Four years ago today. Would you care to guess? Depending on durable goods and gifts, will Uh-oh. start. Disregard. I'll, I'll go ahead and answer it for you. It was four years ago today that the first person was diagnosed with COVID-19. I was wondering if it was going to be COVID-related, but I was like, aren't we already into it by now? But we're not. Today marks the fourth anniversary from the first oh. COVID-19 um, diagnosis. It's been four years. Since Today. the first one. Okay, mm-hmm. because when I think Feels COVID like and when did the world shut down, I think Sprint Center so, and I think Big 12 Tournament. That was spring of 2020. That so was that was March the... of 2020. And I remember, I can still remember to this day, Dan. So four months from now is the anniversary of the Sprint Center going get out. Yeah. I think K-State was on the court, if memory serves. Believe that's right. I was in Cancun. You were on your way to Cancun. It remember? was a chaotic time around here. And I, I can still, to this day, Dan, remember, because I didn't understand what was going on. I don't think anybody did. Right. And I remember saying to you, and you came in here all Encyclopedia Dan, <laughs> and I said, why do they call it COVID-19? Mm-hmm. Because it was, at, at that point, it was January of 2020. Right. And you said be, it, it's... Uh, Coronavirus, coronavirus disease, disease 2019. 2019. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you said. Yeah. Four years. I was on spring break, and I had just made my flight back before everything, everything shut down. To shut mm-hmm. down. I would have been stuck in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. My son was on spring break, and I remember him telling me that the first day they found out KU had canceled classes like for a day or two, they were like, pfft. Let's stay another couple days. Right. I think they were in Florida. They were like, let's do this, or Austin, or something. Mm-hmm. And then he said, like, day three, it was like, uh, oh. Like, he said, then then everybody started to worry that, like, wait a minute. We might just not go. What do you mean we might just not go back? No, we had literally just landed in Cancun. We were at the hotel, GR Solaris. Uh, I'm in the hotel room watching CNN International. As the ticker on the bottom is rhyming off everything that's being canceled. Am I the only one that just does not like to look back at that at all? Like, I don't, it (laughs) gives me anxiety. I don't like to think about it. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. 913-586-7798. Bruce, hang tight. We'll get with you in just a moment. He, He is Quentin. She is Dana. My name is Scott here on KMVZ. We will be doing Festivus Friday coming up right after the 5 o'clock news here on Dana and Parks. Bruce in Raytown. Bruce, good afternoon. Hi. Yes. uh, When I travel in my car, I always take a 
life jacket with me uh, if I'm going very far because I never know when I'm going to be getting in the water, you know, getting a guided tour or something in the water. I went to Voyagers National Park and and uh, Isle Royal National Park, and I took took my kayak with me and my, my life jacket. And when I took two different boat rides and voyage in uh, Rainy Lake National uh, up there in Canada, and it was beautiful. And I had my life jacket on, and this big guy starts – Make, try and make fun of me for wearing a life jacket. Hmm. And I, I said, well, what are you going to do if this boat sinks? Yeah. No, it's not going to sink. I said, well, what are you going to do if it does? He says, I'll just use one of those life jackets. I said, go ahead. He reached up and it was stuck to the ceiling. Yep. It was it was, it was was a, a prop. And uh, the, then when I went to Isle Royal National Park, that's like being in the ocean up there. I mean, it was amazing. And a great big boat. There was about 100 people on it. And uh, same thing happened. Some guy was making fun of me, and I said, well, go ahead and get the life jacket. Where are they? You couldn't even find them. And the, maybe they were under the seats. I don't know where they were, but I said, and his wife told him, shut up. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that is good. Good she for you. Good for you. But I, I was, you know, taking initiative myself to do do what's right before I even leave the house. Hmm. Well, Bruce, thank you for calling in, my friend. Yeah. All right. Be well. A story here from ABC News. The mother of the six-year-old boy accused of shooting his first-grade teacher during class in Newport News, Virginia, in January. The mother has been sentenced to 21 months in prison on federal charges. Deja Taylor was charged with using marijuana, you remember this, while in possession of a firearm and also making a false statement about her drug use during the purchase of that gun, both felonies, in the wake of the January shooting at Rich Neck Elementary School. She pleaded guilty to the charges in June. Federal prosecutors had asked for a 21-month sentence. That's what she she got. Uh, She did face a maximum penalty of 25 years in federal prison. Okay. I'm I'm Uh, happy that we're starting to charge people behind these cases. uh, The teacher has filed a $40 million lawsuit. I bet she has. Don't you remember they told administrators repeatedly he had a gun? Repeatedly. Uh, Fewer than four in 10 adults, 37%, say there is an area within a mile of... Hello? Answer it. I dare you. You really... (laughs) This a it's it's a number I don't no, know. From, it's spam. Don't. It's from Leavenworth. <laughs> Do not. It's spam. <laughs> I am not answering that call. Clearly, someone who does not understand what it is you do for a living. Thirty-seven uh, percent of Americans say there is an area within a mile of where they live where they would be afraid to walk alone at night. Did they break this down by gender? Similar to Americans' attitudes over the last decade and a half, most Americans continue to feel safe in their immediate communities. However, 37% say there is an area within a mile of their home where they do not feel safe. Probably right outside of their immediate neighborhood. Is there is there anywhere that you... Like, 
Well, I mean, I'm big into if you're going to go jogging, have one earbud in, take mace. If you're a woman, please go, don't go jog with, alone. Go with a friend. Go yeah. with a friend. Yeah. And I, I tell the kids the same thing. You, you can go for a walk all day long, but please go in pairs. Nearly half of all American women, 45%, Dana Wright, yeah. say they do not feel safe walking alone at night, compared with 27% of men. And I don't think that's because they feel like they're in a bad neighborhood or an unsafe neighborhood. Yeah, just don't just, trust the person yeah. walking down the sidewalk. Have you watched them. the news? Remember the woman in Memphis that went out on a jog? 50% uh, in 2010, 50% of women said they did not feel safe walking uh, at night. Compared with 22% of men, that was in 2010, so that's 13 years ago. Uh, that num- Those numbers have not changed. All right. When we get back, story that we first found on Channel 41's website, and then I start doing some digging because I am so fascinated, digging, get it, uh, by what is happening at the University of Kansas with their archaeology program, specifically as they examine a centuries-old multiple murder mystery could be one of the first serial killers on record in our area, Scott. And they are literally digging to try and find clues in this centuries old case. Cannot wait to bring them into the studio. Snoop Dogg says he is giving up marijuana. Say what? What? Uh, Quoting here from Calvin Brodus. That is Snoop's dog, Snoop Dogg's real name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stop. Quote, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Mm-hmm. You know what they have now, though? W- w- what do uh, they have? Other Edibles? Ed- yeah, other types of <laughs> products. <laughs> Please respect my privacy at this time? Then why even bring it up? Right. Why bring it up? Hmm. Please respect my privacy, my 82.5 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. While I tell you. I'm going to tell you that I'm giving up smoking marijuana, 82.5 million people. Ridiculous. But respect my privacy. Maybe he's got some product launch he's got coming out or don't ask think? dan maybe he's told you to respect his privacy <laughs> yeah mind your own business <laughs> but also i'd like to tell you that i'm doing this but respect my privacy mm-hmm. don't be a jerk about it <laughs> quick break for the news don't forget we've got festivus friday coming your way right oh, after. we got serial killer digging coming up okay stick around for that people okay right after the news with dan weinbaum here on kmbz Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.